Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, good after, well, good afternoon. I guess it is afternoon. It's noon hour here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, so uh, I am here today um, with my guest, Charles McMillan. Uh, some You guys know him from the show. He's been on a lot. Uh, he, he used to go by Colin Tate, which was his book name. Uh, so I know a lot of you have his book. So if you're trying to make that connection, uh, Charles McMillan is his real name. Um, he goes by Colin Tate on his book. Um, uh, what is the name of your book? I'm just having a, a drawing a blank. Is that your no, man? No, no, no. No, where is there? You go. Is this your man? You got it. Okay. Yeah. And so he, uh, Charles, has a, um, a really good viewpoint uh, on on men and how they uh, how they view women and how women are going into relationships, right or wrong, which was perfect for our topic today of talking about cuffing season uh, and. Uh, he's got great insight for women, and I love that he comes from a spiritual place. He's a godly man, and he leads us in a godly way, and that's super important to all of you watching. So uh, welcome, everyone, Amy, uh, Heather, uh, Katie. Uh, glad to have you here. I know people will be joining us as we go. So I had put up, uh, Charles, that we were talking about cuffing season. I didn't go into much detail about it, but people are like, what's cuffing season? I happen to have handcuffs up there as well. They were fluffy pink ones, but they were still handcuffs. And, nice. uh, and so everybody was like, okay, what is, what's cuffing season? Uh, it's basically that time from October 1st until Valentine's Day. Uh, so the weather is getting a little bit chillier. People are thinking about cuddling, cuddle weather. Uh, they're thinking about pairing up, uh, looking to find a partner. Uh, and, and I think there can be a rush. I think that's the whole point is that sometimes people rush into this at this point, like, oh my God, summer's mm -hmm. over, patio season's over, parties are over. It's time for me to settle down and get in a relationship. You know, actually, I, uh, I'm going to read this really quick because I actually found a really good definition of it. But okay. since I'm, I put my old people glasses on. Um, so the uh, the definition I found was hold please. Um, uh, the period of autumn and winter when single people are considered likely to seek settled relationships rather than engage in casual affairs. Pretty easy, right? Uh, however, the one thing I'm learning as I'm getting messages from men lately, as I do, uh, and from obviously what I do for a living as a matchmaker and a coach, I'm seeing so many things happening, so many uh, ladies I'm needing to point in the right direction. And ladies, it's because I love you. I mean, I want you to find love. I want you to have the right person in your life. And uh, so does Charles. And and so we just want to give you good, solid advice. And Charles, I'm glad, again, I, I'm glad you're here doing this because mm -hmm. I, I know women listen to me. I, 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 you guys tell me all the time and I have clients that take my advice and their life changes. And I, so I know that you, you ladies get it. And I know that you're, you do listen to me, but I really want you to listen to a guy too, because I think sometimes you think maybe I'm just saying it, or maybe I'm a little bit more old fashioned or conservative or whatever. So you're not necessarily taking my word for it. I want you to hear from a good man. He's married ladies. So don't think you're going to, yeah, but <laughs> I'm getting ideas, but from a good man, I want you to hear what a good man wants, because even though we're getting into a season and we want to be coupled up and we're looking for partnership, we don't want the wrong one. We want to find the right one, and we need to take the time to do that and do it in the proper way. Uh, so, uh, Charles, I'm going to hand this over to you, and uh, just to let everybody know, uh, hopefully I'm okay. I um, I think I have food poisoning. Um, I, uh, I, if I have to leave, Charles is going to take over for me, but, um, I, uh, 
I, uh, my stomach doesn't like me this morning very much. So um, I will run off with my lipstick and then I'll be back. Um, <laughs> but I feel good. I just, um, my stomach's just not liking me this morning. So if I disappear, he's got the show. Um, okay. So, uh, so Charles, why don't you tell people a little bit about, um, just a little bit about you and why you do what you do and why you were prompted to write the book? Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's, let's first we go pray and hope that you feel a hundred times better. So that's number one. Um, so one of the things, uh, everyone that prompted me to write the book was, you know, I also have women in my family who were struggling with dating, struggling with infidelity, struggling with finding love. And I, there was a level of guilt I had because I knew I had information, um, and knowledge that could be valuable to give them the things they needed to circumvent some of the heartache they were, were experiencing. And this, this happened with not just family members, but coworkers, uh, friends from college, you name it. And so my ultimate goal is to see women in happy, healthy, loving relationships. I was telling Jennifer on one episode we had here that sometimes even when I watch, or my wife will watch his reality TV shows, you know, the love and hip hop and all that stuff. And it, it truly hurts my heart when I see the, the damage that they're in with some of these toxic tempestuous relationships and I know that there are answers of how to heal this but so many of us are are are, are hurting and we're looking for a numbing agent for that pain and, and a lot of times that numbing agent could be a man in, in an unhealthy relationship so I'm so glad we're talking about this quote-unquote cuffing season I like to call it the five months of hell if you will when you're single you got you got Thanksgiving you got Christmas you got New Year's Eve and then you have Valentine's Day, a.k.a. Single Awareness Day, as some people like to call it. And so my goal here is to give you guys some tips and some pointers to not jump into something just because of the season or because of the country or because the world says, hey, you need to be in a relationship. Let's take, take our time. Let's slow down. Let's look at some key things that we need to do. Because I don't want you just to be in a relationship for four months. I want you to be in a relationship for 40 years. That's my goal. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here and taking the time uh, because you have so much work on your plate too, but that you've dedicated yourself to uh, helping people. So thank you for being here with us. And we've got, everybody appreciates you. I already know that. Uh, Martha, Elizabeth, John, hello. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, so, uh, so I want to start out, I guess, first and talking about uh, you know, we had talked, I talked yesterday, I put a post up about femininity. I think it's a good place to start mm -hmm. uh, because I think what happens when women make a decision that they want to be in a relationship is they, 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 they turn it on the same way they would turn on something for work. Like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I got to get motivated. I've got to get organized. I've got, you know, start doing this and start doing that. And love is different and relationships are different and we have to handle it in a different way. And I am, I am a business owner and I get it, ladies. I love that you guys go after what you want. And that's how we've gotten in such a great place as women today. However, relationally, there's a balance that needs to happen. And I know so many women struggle with that femininity thing, believe it or not. Uh, Charles, I, I know I, we've talked about this mm -hmm. before, but I've asked women before to define feminine and they don't even know how to do that. It's, they're so out of touch with that feminine side in that I don't need a man. And it's mm -hmm. great that we are in a point where we don't need a man financially, uh, and hopefully not emotionally that we're emotionally yep. stable. <laughs> right. Um, yep. but what we do is we want a man, a man that will complement our life. And in order to find a man and a healthy man and a man that's going to lead and take, take some of the burden of life and, and everything off of us so that we're sharing it because they're, they're wanting to share their burden too. It's, it's yin and right. yang. Um, we have to be able to step into our feminine role uh, the, our, a man needs that. So as a man, let's, can you talk to that a little bit for the ladies? Sure. And I, I love the word you use was balance because women, I love a strong woman who has a go-getter attitude. And I love women who are, especially at high levels of business, because you have to have a, 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 a very, I, I love that thing you said about balance. You have to have a plan, 
in a in a in a goal in mind because a a a goal without a plan is just is just a wish it's just a dream so there's a there's good to use that strategy when going after finding love but as Jennifer said you have to have balance at some point then the emotional side of things must come into play I understand the analytics and statistics and strategizing but at some point the balance and emotions must come in so I always tell women when I'm coaching them or counseling them about different things is there's a reason you don't date your employee because it just wouldn't work. I mean, the, the chances of you dating somebody at work and it working out are, are very slim to none. But I also say the same point, you don't want to turn your mate into also an employee. That you have to, you know, you're, you're, you're not trying to do performance evaluations with the person you're dating. You're not trying to do uh, observations on this, on this presentation. You just, his job is there just to love you and enhance the things that uh, that you are already bringing to the table. And remember, if you cannot let that guard down, and I get it, there's a lot of fear with women um, when you let that guard down, because in the world of business, you have to be tough, you have to be strong, you have to be brave, um, you know, you have to be no nonsense, and, that, and a lot of weak men, in my opinion, get intimidated by that. So in the business sense, keep doing it. I mean, it's working, keep it up. But when it comes to finding love, that is your time to let your guard down. You want to have someone where you can lay your head on their shoulder and relax. See, when you're at work and when you're trying to fight business and you're dealing with so many men, depending on the industry you work in, you know, you're, you're, you're living your life like this when you're at work. When you're with your man and you're in a loving relationship, it's time for these things to go down. You let your hair down. You let yourself relax. You be comfortable. You be vulnerable. That is the key because a man you're dating doesn't want to be your employee, your staff member, your colleague, your, you know, your HR person. They just want to love you. So if and Jennifer, that's something we can talk about, about why you may find it difficult to turn that part of you off when you get into a relationship. We can talk about that if you want to. Yeah, I think, and I love that you said that because I, I do think that a lot of women don't know how to turn that off and they come in with the same driver energy <laughs> in that relationship and it's commanding, it's controlling, and it, it I always call it two chiefs and no Indians, right? And that doesn't yeah. work. I mean, that never ever works. So um, how do, so let's talk about turning that off because I feel like this is, you know, this is a, a good part of the conversation because here's the part when we talk about finding a mate, Men are very drawn to feminine women, ladies. They want a woman. They, they, it's not that you want a man that, it, that needs to take care of you, but men actually want to take care of you. They want to feel like they yeah. are always taking care of you, even yeah. if it's, right? Even if yeah. it's that, you know, being able to, um, you know, do something for you, even if it's around the house that helps you. Men yeah. want you happy. And um, ultimately, the only way that we're going to do that as women is to surrender, to be able to surrender to men and be vulnerable to them and come in with that softer energy so that they do feel like, you know, they can lead and they can be yeah. in charge, even though we're really in charge. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's true, right? It's but, uh, true. but let's talk about that. I think that's what you wanted to. I just wanted to lead yeah. into that from a woman's viewpoint. I know. Excellent point. And like you said, men, men don't want a ball buster. I mean, let's just keep it 100. They don't want someone harping on them, nagging them. Just, I mean, just. It's exasperating. And when you see men who are in relationships like that, now don't get me wrong, there are men that are in relationships like that. I find by at the end of the day, what happens is after so many years of being at that relationship, these men start to try to renegotiate the terms of the relationship. They get tired of it. And that's when you see a lot of late year divorce in some people. I'm talking about people who are in their 60s and 70s who are now getting divorced because these men have finally said, enough is enough but in the woman's defense they have trained them that this is how i like to be treated so anyway i digress so let's go back to why some of these uh issues with letting yourself go emotionally with letting yourself become vulnerable and from my experience uh when i have coached some women or, or walked them through some of these issues it, a lot of times it goes back to something that they may have experienced in their past 
a lot of times women have experienced issues with uh, something with their father. Uh, I've noticed a lot of times when there's been some kind of trauma, some kind of tragedy or instance with a father, it's like that little girl that was in you gets locked away. And you learn at a young age to lock that little girl up. And for some reason, you have to grow up very fast. So, you know, you could have experienced a death. You could have experienced some abuse. And what happens is you develop, unbeknownst to you, you develop this hardness. And Jennifer knows what I'm talking about. You have this look on your face where, uh, and some men, maybe even the producer in the studio can tell me, can attest to this, that you have this look that you, your, your body language is telling men that if I approach you, I'm going to bite your head off. That's basically what your approach, your, your body language is saying. And so what men tend to do is they, the good men, that is, they tend to leave you alone. But then those same women will tell me, I always get approached by jerks. I always get approached by guys who just want sex. Here's the thing. The good guys and the bad guys both see that you're going to be drama. They both see that it's going to be a lot of work. They both see that this is not going anywhere long-term. The, the difference is the, the jerks, they don't care. <laughs> they just want sex. So they know there's an expiration date on this relationship. So that's why you get men that just say the craziest things to you when they approach you. And so once you start to work on whatever hardened your heart from your past, you will, your whole, your whole appearance will start to line up. You will become more approachable. Um, you will become more vulnerable and vulnerable isn't a sign of weakness, ladies. It's just, a, you know, being vulnerable, because I'm vulnerable with my wife. It's just you have to find the right person where you know your heart is safe to be with. Just choosing some random guy because it's Thanksgiving, November, or Christmas, or Valentine's Day is not the right reason. And I, I did a post on our anniversary for my wife. We just celebrated seven years, September 6th. And on my post, I said, if you had a preview of, the fir of your relationship before your first date, would you still go on it? And a lot of people wouldn't go on it. I, I would go on it my date 10 times over. But you, that's what I want you to think about. We're not just trying to get you to fall for someone just for a few months to make you feel good about yourself during the winter months. I want you to find somebody that makes you feel good. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, storm, whatever. So let, let's, it's okay to be vulnerable. But I understand this won't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, no, good. Very good. Very good points and happy anniversary. That's awesome. Thank you. I love when good people find good people and they're happy. Uh, so that's uh, that's a win. All right. So uh, so let's talk about. So we talked about kind of the femininity that that place. So turning that off, ladies. That also means you don't have to be in charge of number one making plans. Number two propositioning men. Number three. Uh, offering up your body or sex or body parts or pictures. Or I had a man that told me that, I mean, a complete stranger invited him um, on a trip to Vegas yeah. to meet, him, meet her for Vegas for a hookup. Uh, friends with benefits invitations. I mean, I, I don't want to say I, I'm, I shouldn't be shocked because I've been hearing this for years, but I'm shocked mm -hmm. ladies. Like, Tell me this isn't you, you know, tell me this isn't you doing something like that because that's not how you get a man. That's how you get sex. That's how yeah. you, that's how you find a hookup and a heartbreak, you know? Yeah. So, so that from a man's standpoint, even though men love sex uh, uh -huh. and men do are, are flattered by, by a woman's attention, let's talk about the right way to get a man's attention and how could somebody maybe do that? And, and I'll talk to it as well, because I do have to answer these questions as well, how we do it on social media, because that's a big way uh, that I know a lot of people are, are sitting around um, uh, you know, still at home and not getting yeah. out as much or not being in the bar scene and that's okay. So if social media is your way of meeting people, how do we do that in an appropriate way and get somebody's attention in an appropriate way? So I'm yeah. going to hand the floor over to you again. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, you can get a man with sex. Anybody can get a man with sex, but keeping a man for sex is, is impossible. And I always tell women, if you're meeting any man that is in his probably now 20, I can say now in this generation, 20s, but definitely 30s, 40s, 50s. I mean, we've seen it all. I mean, there's just, 
there's very uh, not to be too graphic. There's not too much you're going to show us that's going to ha- you know have us toes curling and just going crazy. It's just it's, I'm sorry. It's just you know, like I said, if you'd have called me, called us at 18, 16, yeah. But at 30, <laughs> I you know, love you know, it. Okay, you know, ladies, did you? I love that. Thank you very much for that because I and I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I really want to say this, ladies. Just you may look great, you may have great body parts, but that's that's only entertaining for a period of time. And if that's yeah. what you're using to entertain, it's it's one and gone. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not something that's going to blow his mind or that he hasn't seen before, um, or is so special, you know, cause I do, yeah. I do think that some people think that they're so special in that way. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and they may be special, but in that arena, that's that 20 minutes or hour of momentary fun is not enough for us to overlook three, four decades of a relationship that we're looking to have with someone. Because a man, when they're looking to get married, they're not looking to get married for a week or a month. They're looking to make it married. You know, they only want to do this once. So that hour of sex, that's just a cherry on the top. You know, I had one guy that was looking for his woman to be the, every woman he married to be the best sex he ever had in his life. And I told him, I said, you may, your husband or your wife may not be their best sexual partner. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, the, the point I want to make is that don't use your sex or your body as a way to get a man's attention. And it men are not men literally we still we laugh amongst ourselves that it still works. These that there's still women out there that are so you know, I hate to use the word desperate, but it is what it is. That want yeah. a man and want someone in their life so badly that they're willing to compromise themselves. Ladies, I'm here to tell you, it, it won't work. It may work for a little while. You get a little attention. But when we want to get married, when we're looking about taking you to our parents, you know, taking you to our business functions, you know, like my wife and I came to my homecoming two years ago, bringing, you know, you, we want to see, okay, what will she, what does she represent when she is out in public? And if you are just what, you know, we like to call the jump off or a breaking case of emergency type of woman where it's just sex when we need it, that's not what we want in our arms. So, like I said, you'll, you'll see some fun and you'll have some fun with him in the beginning and he may pay you the right type of attention, but eventually he will move on to somebody else. So all I want you guys to do is continue to do the work on yourselves. And it's, trust me, it is the hardest thing in the world to look in the mirror, stay still not date, no distractions, and just say, you know what, God, I need to figure out what I am doing wrong. And ladies, if you think, because I'm a man, that it came easy to me, it did not. I also have my, in my book, I share my story. I have my same issues. I have my same insecurities. Here I am, you know, I'm 42 now, but back then I was in my 30s, 13 years old. I had, I had insecurities from a 13-year-old kid from having bad acne that, that followed me all the way to my 30s. And here I am picking women to have a certain look, certain quote-unquote it factor to supplement how I felt about my own insecurity. So just because I'm a man, I also dealt with it, but I did the work. And if I didn't do the work, I would not have the wife I have right now. And she wouldn't be with me if I didn't do the work. So trust me, it's not easy. It is, it is exhausting. It is frustrating. Um, I used to say the same thing. Women don't know what they want. Women are, women only want a man for money. Blah, blah, blah. I used to say the same things, but I had to take accountability and said, okay, I am the common denominator. If I want to be married, if I don't make some changes, then I'm going to be sitting here at 42, single, mad, angry at God, complaining. But because the work was done, I can say I have a wife of seven years, a daughter that's five, but that's because I did the word lady. So I'm just here to tell you, it can be done. It's not easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it with you, but it can be done. And Jennifer, one day I want to, I want women to send us all their wedding pictures and engagement photos of the success they're having, because it will happen. Do not sell yourself short. You had a dream of having a certain type of man in your life 10, 20 years ago, just because time is going by and it hasn't happened. Doesn't mean now you supplement that dream. You can still have them. You just got to make a few changes. That's it. I love that. Don't settle. You know, that's so important. 
uh, especially when you feel pressure because of holidays or whatever it is yeah. coming up. You know, uh, one of the things we were talking about, you had talked about with uh, what you were attracting is, you know, a respectful man wants a respectful woman. And yes, your body or your looks may get his attention, but ultimately he's looking at bigger things. He's looking at, he's looking at partnership. He's looking at can he bring you, you know, with him on his arm? And how does that look besides, you know, I mean, the insecure men's men want the eye candy and they don't care about mm -hmm. anything else, but a secure yeah. man, a responsible man, a confident man, which all of you ladies are looking for, he wants the same. So mm -hmm. the, the, um, the arm candy, the bimbo thing, it doesn't work with good men. So, so don't, it don't, doesn't. yeah, don't go that route. You know, you had said something that, that triggered me. You said, cause a lot of, I hear a lot of guys doing this that are bitter, um, about women. They'll say, they just want mm -hmm. me for my money or, you know, they're, they're just, you know, using me for this. When you're going in superficially, be, like you were, you had your insecurities, mm -hmm. you hadn't healed, um, mm -hmm. You were look. You were going for physical things on the outside to compensate for something that you didn't have or didn't perceive you had. Had right. you're going to attract the same. Yes. I always and you guys always get mad at me. I'm sure when when you comment and you go, "Where are these great girls?" and "Where are these women that you're posting mm -hmm. about?" They're everywhere. If you're mm -hmm. not attracting them, you're not being the man that you need to be. Which guys, we're going to talk to you next week about that uh, mm -hmm. because that's in, that's important. You can't blame them. And ladies, you can't blame men because I'm going to tell you something. I do this for a living. Uh, my and my matchmaking clients always go, Jen, where do you find these guys? And I'm they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. Really good guys are out there. But if you're not finding them, it's you. You're not you attracting go. them. And so you have to look. Yet, ladies, you have to be willing to look at whatever that thing is inside of you. Whether it's if you're attracting unavailable men. Somewhere you're unavailable emotionally, mm -hmm. what it doesn't matter, unavailable somehow. If you're attracting a liars and cheaters, somewhere you're lying or cheating yourself. Very I true. mean, it is, it is a mirror a hundred percent of the time. I've counseled for over 25 years. I've aged myself, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at what I do. And so are you. And we can tell you a hundred percent of the time, whatever you're attracting is what you are too. So yeah. you have to look at those patterns and we do this as coaches. We help mm -hmm. you find your patterns and help you to open those up, see where they're coming from and heal them so you can stop uh, going after the wrong people. But don't use, don't use the physical uh, mm -hmm. part and, uh, and your, and sexual overtones, you know, to get a man, that's, it's not, you, well, you'll get him, but you'll get him for a night or two. Well, yeah, um, you're not, you won't be able to keep him. And, and, and yeah. just real quickly, like, like Jennifer said, there's an old saying I have, you date who you are. So yeah. like you said, if you are X, Y, Z, insecure, blah, 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 then you're going to end up attracting just the same type. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so I want to talk about expectations. So this is mm -hmm. a, this is, this is a big thing. Now, I think it works both ways. Uh, you know, having unrealistic expectations is one thing. Having no expectations is another. I think you just hit mm -hmm. on that a second ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to have standards. You have to know what you want. And you have to not be willing to know what your non-negotiables are and not be willing to settle. When you see a red flag, I don't care if you see a million green flags and I don't care if he's the best looking guy in the whole wide world or the best sex you've ever had. If there is a big, fat, flaming red flag, get out. Because that, yes. that, that, everything's going to get bigger. It doesn't, it doesn't, you guys have got to start paying attention and following the guidance that you're being shown. Um, and so having too high of expectations is another thing too. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's nobody perfect out there and neither, and I'm going to, I just want your opinion on this when I get done. Cause yeah. I, of course I've got mine, but if, if you're holding somebody to a standard that you don't even hold, I mean, you want them to, to as TD Jake said something about that. Like, you know, you expect somebody else to show up to the table perfectly, but yet, you know, for them to forgive you for all of your shortcomings. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is, is that, 
you know, you, you all don't sometimes realize what your shortcomings are and your imperfections are, yet you expect somebody else to be perfect and show up for you the way that you want them to and do everything. And ladies, you're the guiltiest of this. We're talking to you today. Let me tell you where you're the guiltiest of this. And I know Charles can concur being a man. You have these expectations that a, a guy should do everything the way you want them to. They should call when you want them to. They should text you back in a certain amount of time because that's what you would do. Um, if he wanted to ask you out, he would definitely ask you out by Wednesday if he was thinking about you, but he must not be thinking about you. You know, mm -hmm. all these head things where you get in your head, I must not be a priority or whatever. Ladies, you got to stop that because you're not him. And I can't tell you enough at being a coach and a matchmaker, because I get both sides of it. That's the mm -hmm. fun part for me. It's one, it's one thing to be yeah. a coach, but then on the matchmaking end, you get two sides of the story. And you hear where the expectations go awry. And it's typically, almost always, ladies, with you. You know, give the guy room to be him, to show up the way he's going to show up. It, you know, maybe he's not a great texter, but maybe he doesn't like to text. Good for you. He's not off texting 8,000 women. There's the, there's mm -hmm. the good point. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he's not the best communicator digitally. Maybe the phone isn't that important to him. Great. When you're on a date with him, he's not going to be all distracted by his phone. I mean, you've got to look at him, his lifestyle, learn him before you make judgments on him or create expectations for him that he could never meet because he's not you. Yeah. So let, let's talk with, I mean, great point, Jennifer. Um, let, let's talk about low expectations. So I always say, you know, when you go through, uh, when you get married, there are these things you say, uh, you know, through sickness and in health, what is it, richer for poor, better for worse. I think there's a fourth one. I can't remember. But the point is, when you say those vows, they don't hear the sickness. They just hear health. They don't hear the poor. They just hear rich. They don't hear the worse. They just hear better. They're just assuming this is how it's going to be. And I always tell women, that I, I'll take this cup here, or this glass. Imagine when you're in a relationship that this is filled with water. And at the bottom of the relation, at the bottom of this cup is a lot of dirt that's just settled. I always tell people, once you get married, once you say those vows, it, it, to me, it's a, it's a spiritual connection. I say two, two forms of uh, entities are listening when you're saying those vows. That's God up above, and that man downstairs is listening. So I always tell people, when, you're in a, when you have a relationship that has a lot of dirt at the bottom, what happens is once you get married, it stirs that dirt up, and that dirt starts rising up to the top, and you start dealing with things in your marriage that you never thought you would be dealing with. So when you have these level of low expectations, is because you want it so badly. You ignore red flags. Trust me, there's nothing worse for the people I've talked to is being in a marriage you don't like. Give me the analogy. Everyone here has had somebody that they could not stand that they worked with. Jennifer, I'm sure you had somebody in your past that you could not stand who you work with. Yes. Imagine that person you're living with now. I mean, just think about that. Now you have to live with that person. That's what it's like when you don't do the work and you ignore red flags. Now, on the opposite end, when you talk about someone who has these unlawfully high expectations, you know, that the, your, your husband has a job, plain and simple. He has to make you feel good about yourself. He has to give you something to do, give you your entertainment, um, build up your self-esteem, you know, make you look good in front of your friends. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's, that's not his job, nor should it be your job. I always tell people it's not a man's job to create your happiness. He's not there to create it. If your happiness is a cake, he's not there to go to the store, buy the ingredients for the cake, stand in line, drive home, bake the cake. That's not his job. He's there to add to your happiness. He's the icing on your cake, but your cake must already be built. I find out too many women are looking for the man to do that work for them and, it, and it, the relationship, you'll wear them out. It won't be fun. It'll be exhausting. Again, ladies, Jennifer and our job is to get you in a healthy, loving relationship where you're happy, where you're having fun, where you're married for seven years, but it feels like two. You, I want that for you. It, it, this is, what I'm experiencing is not lotto. 
it feels like lotto because so many people are not experiencing it. It's not lotto. It's just, I did the work on myself. My wife did work on herself and we were able to get it together. But I'm telling you, if I picked the type of women that I was going after, I wouldn't be on here helping you guys. I'll be sending emails to Jennifer talking about how much women <laughs> suck. That's what I'll be doing. So I'm telling you, you yeah. just got to do the work. So like, like Jennifer said earlier, you're the common denominator. If you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you still have not found solid love. It's, the good thing is there's something you're doing wrong. That's the good thing. That means you can fix it. You're in control, but you have to do an autopsy of your relationship of your relationship past. And I think that will help you out a lot. That is awesome. No, that, you know, the one thing that you always talk about every time you come on, you always talk about what is somebody's job. This is not their job to do this. It's not, you know, and that's, that's such a key, that's such, those are such key words. That should be your next book, by the way, because <laughs> I mean, it, it is there, men and women do it. You know, we rely yeah. on somebody else to, t to take care of these things. And to like, when you have a void in your life, I hear so many people talk about, I feel lonely or sad, or, you know, um, I'm so depressed without a partner. If you're sad and depressed without a partner, you're not ready for a relationship. Yes. You should be fully, your whole life should be full and happy. And then you're ready. You know, Ron, uh, Ron Salter says, the only way I can love you is if I love myself. And that's exactly, go. exactly what it boils down to. You have to be happy yourself before you can find love and happiness. And ladies, you know, and gents, sometimes that's a tweak. You know, I, I don't want people to think they're running around broken. Some of you are running around broken though. I'm just telling mm -hmm. you. But the ones of you that aren't running around broken, sometimes it's just a tweak. You know, yeah. I had talking about expectations. I had a young lady. Uh, she has not been married yet. She will be. Uh, mm -hmm. But she uh, she came to me, and I'm just listening to her. The first time she came to me, and uh, everything about her conversation with me was all about expectations. Well, we should be here at this point. He should be doing this. Our relationship at, at three months, we should be here, you know? Correct. And there was all this stuff that mm -hmm. she had, all these expectations she'd put on it. And then she came to me to tell to, for me to help her decide whether she should stay in it or not. Mm -hmm. And and interestingly enough, people, not it may not be that extreme. It may not be, she... She was like, she pounded him out. It was all, she made my life really, in my job, really easy. She pounded mm -hmm. him out really quick and in probably 15 minutes, but I kept hearing it. And when you have patterns like that, where you have preconceived ideas about yeah. what a relationship should be or what somebody should do, you are putting expectations on another person's soul and their yeah. spirit and their their experience and, and what they come to the table with. And nobody's ever going to meet that. Nobody's ever Never. going to be that for you. But I'll tell you what, I, I agree with you. You know, um, needle in a haystacks are hard to find. It's great that, you know, you and your wife found each other and I hear the stories all the time, but mm -hmm. they're not easy. So I don't want you all to just think that it's going to fall on your lap when you get healthy Correct. because it's still work. Um, you know, I have a client and God, I love her because as I'm talking to her, we've coached through stuff and she will say, you know, he said this to me and I know that that's a trigger for me. And I, I immediately paused and didn't respond and let him know this so I could take time to think about that. I mean, to hear heals people yes. talk about, and she's getting into this very healthy relationship right now, but with eyes open and dealing mm -hmm. with everything, and there, I mean, everything as it comes. Every time she's with him, she's learning something. Yes, yes. And noticing and you know, something. So, what's so interesting, Jennifer, not to cut you off, is that when you get healthier, ladies and gentlemen, you will see the same things, but you will see them differently. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I sometimes... I, you know, I'm on Facebook and, you know, you see, you have friends from college, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes I'll see people that I used to date. And what is astonishing is my attraction level. I wonder what, what was I looking at? <laughs> exactly. And what you learn is that your dysfunction, 
that unhealthiness was driving so much of your attraction that once that unhealthy spirit, poison, however you want to call it, is removed, it's like the blinders are taken off and you can see it so clearly. And so what's going to happen? I promise you, because I've done this too many times. A lot of the men that you find attractive, that activate, as I like to say, activate your dysfunction, give you those butterflies, give you that tingly feeling. Once you get healthy, one, that man will no longer be attracted, attractive to you. You will wonder like, what, what, you know, they may be good looking, but why was I so enthralled? The second thing that you're going to see is the people you wouldn't give the time of day to, you're going to look at them completely differently. Absolutely. That man that didn't have that great job, that man that didn't have that great body. I told one girl who was looking for her Superman, and I told her, well, damn, even Superman worked at the newspaper, so you got to compromise somewhere. <laughs> so so everything it. will look differently once you get healthy. I promise you, it's going to be eye yeah, that is that is awesome. I um I I'm very glad that you said that. Those are uh, wonderful points. You know, uh, Severin says if a man says he's going to do something, they should keep their word. That's the expectation. I mean, that's a standard. I mean, like mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. I mean, that shows yeah. somebody's character, and right. that's a basic foundational thing. And you should never settle on something like that. I mean, that's your thing. That's your, that's yours. It's not yeah. about him. If he didn't keep his word, then he's not somebody who should be in your life. If that's something you want, need, and expect, um, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and it, it, it's not something you, you're willing to live without, it's a non-negotiable, mm -hmm. cut him loose. The minute you see that, you got to cut him loose and, and, and not be angry about it. And I think that, and yeah. not that you are, uh, Severin, I'm just saying, I hear sometimes people, when some, somebody does something to them, they get, they get upset about it. They get pissed about it. And it's like, just because that person's not who you wanted them to be, you know, consider yourself lucky and blessed that you saw it and got out and let go, let them be them, you know, doing well, it somewhere you, you, else. Well, well, you know why they get upset, Jennifer, is because they put so much onus and stock that this one will work out. And so when it doesn't work out, you get pissed, you get upset, you get angry. So that should tell you one or two things. One, you don't have enough in the pipe. You don't have enough going on. You shouldn't be, only, if, if you're only able to meet one eligible great guy, and that seems to be the only type of great guy you can meet, and there, you know, you're just, you're stuck. And that's a problem. There should be more in your, what I like to call pipeline. If you're single, you should have plenty of men to date. I told people all the time, first day I have my wife, I tried to extend the date longer. She said, she had plans. She had another date, which she should have had another <laughs> date, which is great. So the thing is, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So if you go to one McDonald's and it doesn't have what you want, guess what you're going to do? If you want it bad enough, you go to another one. You're not tripping because this McDonald's didn't have what you didn't have, didn't, what you required. <laughs> Same thing with dating. If you run into a guy and he shows some potential, don't come off like, oh my gosh, I just, like, it's an eclipse that this happened. There are a lot of great guys out there. Get, do the work, get healthy. But if you're only meeting one great guy every, you know, 24 months, then that tells me there's something going on with you. And it's telling me something going on with what you're picking and what you're looking for. Or every year, even. I mean, really. Every year. I mean, I mean it's, it's depending just, on how much you, you know, get out. You know, so I want to talk about but this before. Um, I know we're running a little bit out of time, but this is super important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talk about some of these outer things and the expectations and things, you know, we've discussed and you, got, you ladies kind of know. I want to say this one thing, and it's super important, and, and Charles, will, uh, Charles will also back me up on this. Ladies, the one thing we have to wrap up a lot of the conversation that we've had today is we are women. We are feminine. We, uh, we are connectors. We, we have depth. We, please use that. Please use your powers. Guys get together and watch football and talk about beer and whatever, right? And football, which I like to talk about too. But having said that, um, you know, there's they have very surface level conversations. If you're with a guy and you have an opportunity to ask him about his past, his past relationships, what he's looking for, why he hasn't found the one, you know, when he's telling you about his 
failed marriage, empathizing with him from a place that you mm -hmm. have compassion. I mean, our emotional like side is such a great way to bond with a man because they feel connected. And when a man feels connected to you, it draw, it, it, it's an attractor for them. I mean, back yeah. me up on that part of it because I think uh, these women are trying to impress and they're having these surface level conversations and they, well, I don't want to ask him about that. And I don't want to talk to him about that. Let's talk about that depth uh, and yeah. how important that is. Yeah, you're preaching right now because I, you want to have those in-depth conversations and, and there's a, it is a thin line. There's a dance between in-depth conversations and interviewing someone on a date. And so, you know, that would take more uh, time to go into what's the difference, but don't, if you like the young lady who said, if a man doesn't follow through with his promises, that's not a good sign. If, if that's a great point. So the, cause the women who have low standards, they would ignore it. Hopefully it'll get better. And it won't. That is a red flag that is going to bite your ass in the butt in the, when you get married. It's going to be a problem. So have those tough conversations. If you know what you want, tell them what you want. Ask them. And if he doesn't meet your requirements, then that's fine. I tell women all the time, you have so much power. You have so much power. We are chasing you. You're, we, women say, well, men get to choose. No, men get to choose who they go after. You, guess what? You have to accept. We propose to you. We ask questions that you must give us the answer for. Will you marry me? Yes. Will you go out with me? Yes. Will you, can I have your phone? I'm asking you permission. <laughs> exactly. You have to give me permission. So who has the power? You have the power. The problem is when you let your emotions get involved, and all these uh, accelerated things that what the world says, what your family says, you know, why aren't you? And I get it, ladies. You're tired of getting asked the question. Hey, when are you getting married? When are you going to find somebody? Hey, what happened to that guy? What all your about? friends are I, getting married. All your friends yeah, are, I, I, yeah. I get it. Your friends are getting married. You're the bridesmaid. I get it. But let me tell you, there is a blessing in people still asking when you're getting married. And the blessing is they still see it. They can still see it for you. Is anybody asking my grandmother when she's going to get married? No. Is anybody asking my three-year-old niece when she's going to get married? No. That's <laughs> a good but point. The fact that a man is still, our women, our friends, your mother, your whoever, is still asking you, they see it. The fear you should have is when people stop asking you. Because when people stop asking you, they think it's a wrap. And they think they don't even see it in your future. They won't even acknowledge it. So do the work ask questions you have the power we do everything for you we dress up we get haircuts we get nice cars we get nice clothes all to impress you not to impress me not to impress my dog we do it to impress you and the sooner you get that that you are the prize not a supplement not a not an accessory you are the prize and until you start seeing yourself that way you're not ready but once you realize you are the prize, I'm telling you, you will have your pick of good men. And, and Jennifer and I will be looking to hear the great stories that come to, that, that come up and we hear in the future. We'll look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I love when you get on that uh, preach about you're the prize because I think, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, there couldn't be a better way to wrap up this particular topic in saying, ladies, as you get out there, and as you are, you know, wanting to couple and wanting to find your one, remembering that it's so, yes. it's so important. Uh, you also don't realize, Charles, when you throw those bombs out there, that, that bomb you threw out there about when people stop asking you, that's when there's yes. a problem. Somebody else mm -hmm. sees that for you. If they're asking you about your relationship, that is, it's such a, it's such a mind change in that, like just a, mm -hmm. I mean, it changes everything, right? Yeah. It's that old Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, yeah. the things you look yeah. at change, that change, just shifted yeah. everything. So, you know, uh, so love the bomb and, uh, and ladies do remember that, you know, it's, there is no race. Yes. The weather's getting cooler. Yes. We're getting into cuddle weather and, you know, the holidays and everything, but it's more important to find the right one than just have any one. So take your time, be discerning and show up the, your best, your yeah. best. And remember that you're the prize. So 
Here you go. Awesome. Charles, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy this as a coach and a woman. You're so on point. And Thanks. ladies, I, I, I would love for you guys, you ladies to find a guy like this that could actually verbalize. I mean, this is, he's telling the truth, but the way that he verbalizes it and is so direct with y'all, I hope you hear this because this is what God, this is how guys feel. And guys, I know there's a lot of men watching. You can give a heads up to that. This is how guys feel. What he's saying and verbalizing is exactly what guys think and feel. So, yeah. you know, you guys are getting a like truth serum here and you had a whole hour <laughs> of it. So I hope you appreciate it the way that I do. So uh, thank you for being that voice of good, honest, amazing men. You're, you're the best. You're the best. You. Uh, okay. So, uh, so thank you all for joining me. So uh, next week I'm leaving for vacation on... Sunday, and I'll be back on Thursday. So I know, thank God I need it so bad. Uh, I'll be back on Thursday. So I'll be back next week, and we're going to do the guys' version of cuffing season with advice for you guys. So ladies, feel free to send me your uh, points. I know you will. Um, <laughs> so uh, so I'll make sure we cover all those. But, uh, but uh, we will uh, see you all next week. Elizabeth, Martha, Rick, uh, Jasmine, Jeff, Brenda, Dawn, uh, uh, thank you all for uh, joining us today. And Charles, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. If you guys have not gotten his book, uh, please tell them where they can find your book really quick. Uh, is, is this your man? You can get it off of Amazon, Kindle, paperback, and um, let me know what you think. Yeah, in the graphic, um, that's what I have is his picture since he has no, he's the guy that has no pictures of himself on social media. <laughs> but is this your man? It's an amazing book. Um, I listened to it on Kindle. Uh, so uh, it's before I even met him. So uh, anyway, thank you guys for being here and I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Go dogs. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.